Hello, gang, listeners, folks, casual podcasts, browsers. Thanks for joining me again for a bonus episode. And our particular subject today is the Analog Hour. I had the distinct pleasure of talking to Adam Porter, who you may know from episode 26, and Brian Dunn, who is, all I could say, is probably the ultimate fan of local music and also an incredible supporter of this show. He has a t-shirt. So, let that speak for itself. Anyway, on to the show. This is Champagne is also a band podcast. One songwriter, one song. I'm Sven, your host for a journey into the music of Champaign-Urbana. Recorded in the Blue Box Studio with a songwriter from the Champaign-Urbana music scene, past or present. Champagne is also a band podcast is proud to be a part of the Champagne Showers Podcast Network. Welcome to Champagne is Also a Band podcast. Today, I have Brian Dunn and Adam Porter, who are both co-hosts of, or should I just say hosts of the Analog Hour on WPCD at 88.7. And um, Brian and Adam, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. This is Brian. This voice. This voice. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I, I, I guess my first question is, how did the Analog Hour come about as a program? How did this get started? The, the origins would be me starting to work at Parkland and teaching all of the radio classes at Parkland and uh, WPCD uh, 88.7, which you mentioned. All of the DJs on that station are students that are taking those radio classes and learning about the broadcast industry. It's a learning lab for students, but also a really awesome radio station. Over the years, I started wanting more and more to start doing my own show, uh, considering, you know, I'm teaching all of these students how to do radio, but I haven't done my own radio show in so long because I'm just so busy teaching. I thought, you know, it'd be great to get back in the studio and have a weekly show. But I didn't want to do a show by myself, and uh, I definitely wanted to, to do it with a with another person who had similar interests and that I vibed well with. And so I just kind of put that on the back burner. Uh, and then I was blessed to have Brian in my classes. He came through Parkland and took 141 and 142, uh, not seeking a degree, but just trying to build his skills in audio production as he was doing some podcasting work and things like that. Uh, he was amazing. We built, a, you know, not only an awesome teacher-student relationship, but uh, a friendship beyond that, uh, and then became great friends as we started skateboarding together all the time. And one thing that we had in common uh, from the get-go was that we both loved uh, records and cassette tapes and listening to music on analog formats. And Brian had been doing some things at other stations in town after leaving Parkland. And there was kind of an opportunity that arose where I was ready to start the show. And uh, he hadn't been on the radio for a while. And it was like, 
this is it. This is the time. It's like Brian's the perfect co-host for this, and this would be a really fun thing to do. And so I asked him if he'd be up for it, and he was. And so we kind of just threw it together and winged our first show. And, you know, since then, it's just been a great time and something that I look forward to every week. But that's kind of like the origin story, I would say. Yeah. And so, uh, Brian, what's your side of the coin on that? Like, how did you get... Did you, I don't know how to ask that question, but I'd like to get responses from both of you about how this kind of came together. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I was, like Adam said, I was taking the class and, uh, Adam was definitely a cool guy, like a cool teacher. I usually don't do that well in school and I was doing really well in his class. Felt very comfortable, even though like going on air and like being one of those student radio hosts it was like it was a huge personal challenge for me because i have really bad anxiety and i remember like legit blacking out when i was going on the air like i would come off the air and not know what i just said and i would like go run yeah. to the little computer and like try to figure out like you listen back to stuff and like oh my god what did i just say because i literally couldn't remember it but you know through taking adam adam's class i got more comfortable i I was doing a podcast. I got better at that, better at editing all of that. Thanks to Adam and actually got a job at WVFT, the local community radio station, basically because of stuff that I learned from Adam. And so I started doing my own show there. That was a cassette show, uh, all cassettes from 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. on Monday morning. And nobody listened, but it was a great way for me to kind of just go out there with my tapes and play my tapes and continue amassing a collection of tapes. And so Adam knew I was doing that and then ended up leaving left. And Adam was like, yo, if you want to go back on the radio, I'm thinking about doing an all analog show. And I was like, that sounds perfect. So yeah, we started doing that and just uh, blessed that he gave me the opportunity. Is there a particular show that you really, really enjoyed? Just like, was there something that you felt like was amazing? Um, I thought one of the shows uh, that I really enjoyed was when you did all, I think it was all pink media where it was just like all, all the, all the material that, you know, so it was pink cassettes or it was pink vinyl or something like that. It, it, I thought that was kind of just find a theme and, and go with it. And I thought that was a great, great show. Yeah, that was an awesome show. It was all pink. It was pink tapes, pink vinyl for the whole hour. Thankfully, a lot of people put out stuff on pink analog media that me and Brian collect. So, yeah, that was a super memorable one for sure. I remember how that came about was that we just kept bringing in pink stuff and it was a color that really stood out because it was like every week you know both of us would have something that like the entire cassette the entire jacket of the vinyl or something completely which is like oh we should try to do a pink show and like we both had more than enough stuff that was all pink to do a pink show that was pretty fun yeah for sure we also did a halloween themed show that was pretty cool beyond that like really most of the highlights for me while i love I mean, I have a fantastic time when it's just me and Brian and we're spending the stuff that we brought in, but it seems like we've had some really special um, mornings uh, on the analog hour when we've brought guests on. So we've been blessed with tons of talented 
people from the local community coming on our show. Not only people who are involved with the Parkland record label, like Drake, Maxson, and like William Penny, but also people from the local community, like James Trichler and Sonny and Blair. Uh, Bob came on, Blair came on. I mean, it was just... Yeah, I mean, you know, we could just keep listing all of these amazing people who not only added their voice and ideas to the show, but we were able to spin some of their favorite uh, records, which is just awesome uh, to be able to share that, you know, with the listeners. Do you know how many like how many sessions you've done of the Analog Hour? No clue. No clue. Uh, I stopped counting. I know that we've done at least 40 uh, shows, and I will also say that it's not over. It's just on hiatus right now, and actually me and Brian are getting ready to um, work on a remote version of the analog hour through a zoom meeting and record it and if all goes well people will be able to tune into the analog hour on the radio very soon again on mondays at nine Uh, so we'll see uh but that's something that i really want to make happen um uh, even though we're we're not able to actually physically go into the studio. Side note, at the time this was recorded, they hadn't done the Zoom meeting setup yet, but now they've successfully done it. So tune in Mondays at 9 a.m. on 88.7 WPCD and streaming on the internet. All right, that's all I had to say. Now back to the show. That's That's interesting. That kind of brings a an interesting facet to it like uh granted we are faced with new uh hardships to make i don't know make the media happen make radio production happen make uh you know classes happen um but i also feel that there's like this uh i don't know that 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 we are learning to innovate and create kind of an accessible way of getting um i don't know if you you know what i'm talking about but it's just like because of this we've we've kind of opened up um ways like i'm able to interview both of you and you don't have to leave your house and i think that that's kind of a neat i mean granted it's kind of a shitty thing but it's also kind of neat that this opens up this thing i don't know what to say about it but i i I don't know if you Uh, well i'll i'll say that i know exactly what you're saying and it's uh you're mirroring some of the things that i've actually verbalized recently which is while this is like you said a shitty situation uh, that everybody is having to adapt to in lots of different ways whether it means losing their job or on the other end of the spectrum being an essential worker and being out there exposed every day whether it's financial issues etc i mean people Mm -hmm. are going through a lot of rough stuff but at this like like you said if you're trying to look for any potential positive outcomes of a situation like this i think one of them especially as it relates to education and technology is that it's requiring all teachers and students to find new innovative ways to keep learning uh and like i've been living that in real time the past few weeks especially as somebody teaching production classes finding ways to 
live stream from my home studio with a group of 20 students all in real time on the computer and have that actually work, getting them all access to the software that they need to complete the class and keep doing the coursework. Uh, I mean, you know, all of that has required lots of people to learn a lot of new skills really quickly. And I think coming out of this, uh, a lot more people are going to be more knowledgeable about the technology available and potentially use it in more creative and innovative ways in the future. So if that's kind of where you were going with that, I would definitely agree. Yeah, I was just, I was definitely trying to like focus on like, yes, the, like the necessity is the mother of invention, right? Is, is what I was, I guess would have been the easiest way to say. Um, but I, I'm hoping that in some ways also, maybe this helps some teachers or musicians realize that maybe there are, well, let's, I'll even back up that. Um, so like in uh, uh, Karthik's episode, episode 27, we talked about how do you make a venue accessible or how do you uh, make it so that people are able to attend and feel safe and, I'm looking at some of these uh, live streams of people performing in their living room, but broadcasting it out to uh, basically the world, like anyone that, that might want to see it. And I feel like maybe that's a new aspect, a new way of making it accessible, making it so that... Uh, more people can see it and are available to see it. So, yeah, I just think that, you know, everybody's been live. Instagram live is hot right now. You got seven lives going at a time. And I've seen, like, uh, Rap Boys doing live shows. I saw, like, Waxahachie was doing live shows. I've seen plenty of DJs. DJ D-Nice did, like, a epic set at the beginning of all of that's been sweet to see and you know like well for a dj there's a lot of people who just like physically can't get into clubs or you know there's too many people in clubs and it's like too much of a risk for them to be at clubs and they've never been able to really enjoy sets like that and now you got tons of djs going doing live sets you know everybody's kind of in the same boat you don't have to feel left out because you know everybody's stuck at home right now and so i just think that there's a lot better atmosphere around making shows accessible and there's no reason why a lot of these shows couldn't be live streamed to begin with. And I hope that's something that carries over if there is an after this, that we just think about people who can't make it out to a venue a little bit more when we are on these shows. We're just now kind of realizing this reality that so many people with like immunodeficiencies or, you know, any kind of other issue where they can't really make it out or feel comfortable being out. Like, you know, right now we're like, oh man, how do we survive like this? When this has been people's reality, you know, the whole time. And so now hopefully people are just starting to wake up fact that uh, there are real issues around having shows in places with front steps that you know that's like wow what am i going to show up to that show and expect somebody to carry me in if i'm in a wheelchair you know these are things that haven't been thought about before that yeah you know shows haven't always been accessible and now since it's a problem for me i'm thinking about how to make it more accessible maybe we could think about all that stuff after this too I mean, even even the fact that some musicians that don't 
have never even ventured into this whole um, live streaming now have this great tool set that they know how to do it. So when they have a show, they can do that. So that's, I think that's really I hope that that changes some things. You know, this idea of being able to put tips in the jar, you know, from a distance, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you've opened up a whole new thing. But I, I wanted to tap both of your brains. What analog artists that are releasing something in analog or are planning to release something have released something in 2020 that you are um, excited about or that you think everybody should be listening to? or should be listening to when it comes out. Uh, so band Bottom Bracket, who played on the show, maybe the last show, maybe the second to last show, um, because I just saw them at the old Blitz and Chits location, bought their old tape. They actually just had a new tape and a record, vinyl record come out through Rat King Records, which is a local label, and Bottom Bracket's from Springfield. And they actually have a song on that called Doggy Heaven, so I need to pick that up and listen to that song because my family dog of like the past 16 years just passed away oh. on Monday. The guitar work on there and some of the stuff, it's it does remind me of like some very um, like American football kind of emo vibe. And, and not to say that that's completely reductive, but just that it, it has a, for fans of uh, American football, that's definitely a band they should be listening to. So, Definitely. Uh, Adam? Um, well, I if we're talking local, I'm, I will say as far as stuff that's been coming out recently, I've really been digging uh, the couple new singles that have come out from Melvin Knight, and I believe he has a oh, full yeah. project coming soon. I think Melvin's amazing. Uh, he was going to be playing at the Perimeter Road Music Festival this year that we had to cancel. Uh, so I'm super bummed about that, but definitely uh, have been enjoying his new music and looking forward to a full release. And a future album that I know is coming out that's been in the works for a while, and I know that it's going to be released on uh, analog formats, uh, is Mermaid Heaven's debut album. And that's probably uh, the, the local band. I'm looking forward to the most as far as hearing that uh, that first release. Uh, that's Elizabeth's uh, collaboration with uh, James Schreikler and um, Sam on the keys. And Sam on the keys. That's right. And uh, they're amazing. So definitely looking forward to that. Uh, and I've really uh, kind of branching away from the local scene just for a minute. I've just really been in these times where I've been cooped up in this room in front of the computer for hours on end. I found uh, ambient cassette tapes to really be kind of helping me get through these crazy times and helping kind of soothe the background vibes of the, the this kind of anxiety-filled world. So uh, just a shout-out to a tape that I've probably played at least 80 times in its entirety over the past three or four weeks uh, is a tape by an artist called Greenhouse. Uh, They released a tape called Six Songs for Invisible Gardens. It's available on Bandcamp and it is hypnotizing and beautiful and amazing and definitely what I've probably listened to more than anything else this past month. So I thought I'd throw that out there as well. Wow. That's cool. That sounds really nice. Um, Hey, 
uh, Adam, what's up with your collab? I'm sure shit hit the fan and stuff is uh, kind of oh, fucked yeah. up. But what happened to Faded Black T-shirt? What's up with that? I have, I mean, I don't, I wasn't going to talk about myself, but like, I got three analog releases coming still this year. Oh. So nice. Um, two, so obviously, I'm excited about those two. Uh, I've got one collaboration uh, with my friend Eric. It's a project called Faded Black T-shirt, and the seven-inch vinyls are being pressed right now. Oh I mean, my. it's done. It's just the videos uh, already been made. Uh, it's amazing. It was produced by Stacy Osterberg. Um, so yeah, a vinyl release, full-blown music video. Uh, it's going to be awesome, and it'll be coming out as soon as the vinyls are ready. And then I have nice. a second collaborative project that is done. We are just finishing the sequence and the mastering. Uh, I'm not going to spill too many beans on that, but it's my collab with Sonic Catharsis, and we're releasing that on cassette tape, and it's going to be amazing. And then I've got uh, another solo tape that might might uh, be releasing actually on a different label, which would be the first time not self-releasing my own stuff. So that could be interesting, um, but we'll see. But yeah, lots of, lots of stuff in the pipeline. Um, I'm definitely not going to stop releasing music anytime soon. So... <laughs> Sweet. Nice. That sounds really good. So mine that yeah. I'm actually super excited about, which I'm I'm now blanking on the name. Oh yes, um, it is uh, VV Lightbody is going to be releasing May first on vinyl. Um, the uh, a full full length album, um, nine tracks, and it's uh, called uh, Oh gosh, Make Your Shrine or Burn It. I believe. Hopefully, I said that right. Um, but I, I think that's going to be a really good release. She's she's dropped a couple of uh, singles to go with it, and so it's kind of nice. Definitely excited for that too. We would play her uh, last release. I think came out like maybe end of twenty eighteen, early nineteen on the Analog Hour a lot. Oh It'd yeah, be nice to play some vinyl from her too. Yeah, bathing ba- the the bathing peach one. Is that? Yeah, the one that she talked about the the song Maha on yeah, the show, and you yeah. thought that had been like Rat Beast or something, but it was actually her nickname. <laughs> but that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, I looked it up on Google, and it says that Maha means pest, and she's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, so if if this goes into the summer, I can't remember is the analog hour played during the summer as well or no. It just yeah. depends on, uh, you know, uh, if I'm up there or not. But, yeah, we, we try to do it, uh, especially during those first few weeks of the summer where I'm on campus every day anyways. But it just depends on, you know, the, the summer schedule and all of that. Sometimes we'll, we'll do it, sometimes not. Uh, but definitely all, all through the fall and spring semester, we do it every week. Excellent. Now I'm I'm looking forward to it, and I guess there's there's a certain sense of when we can return to some of those things. That's when it's going to feel normal again. I don't know. Brian and Adam, thank you so much for being on the show, and I can't wait until we can hear the analog hour back on again, and um. Any one of these days, I can't wait to get back and and bring some 
new records or whatever to share because yeah that's kind of addicting but um i hope everybody's taking care of themselves and um finding their center as much as they can so thank you so much for being on the show both of you great talking to you Sven. thank you so much Sven. it was awesome to to have a chat Thank you. Thank you for listening for listening to, to Champagne, Champagne is also, also a band, band podcast. This is Adam Porter. This is Brian reminding you great, great music, music is out there. Go, go find, find it where you live. You almost have an NPR voice. It's so good. South <laughs> <laughs> on the inside.